JD Talking Sports, Saturday, February 4th, the day before Super Bowl LI, or I like to call it Lie. Tomorrow, right now, 6.29 p.m., we are 24 hours and one minute away from Super Bowl Lie, L-I. All right, now, did my show today on WFDU, HE289.1 in your dial, and I realized that I forgot to cover some stuff. So I decided, let's get going. JD Talking Sports, drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes. Love to hear from you. Give me a review, rating, thoughts, ideas, perspectives, anything. Love to hear from you. All right, Isaac, you got to go right now. Okay, now, big game tomorrow, big game. Atlanta's major league teams are one for 167 in winning championships. Now, if you count the 1980 Georgia football team that won a national championship and the 1990 Georgia Tech team that won the UPI championship, so half of it, that's two and a half for the last 269 going back to 1966. That's a long time. Now, we remember that the Falcons played in the Super Bowl in 1998. Remember, Eugene Robinson got busted. They lost to Denver 34-19. And the quarterback that day for the Falcons? Chris Chandler. 18 for 29, 336, a touchdown and an intercept. No, I'm sorry, that's Elway. 19 to 35, 219, a touchdown, three interceptions. Elway gets the MVP, 18 to 29, 336, a touchdown, INT. Terrell Davis ran for over 100. Rod Smith had five catches for a buck 52 and an 80 yard touchdown pass. They had to give it to Elway, it was his last football game. But still, Rod Smith deserved some credit for that game. But how about that? One for 167, Atlanta, in winning championships. I thought that was a pretty interesting stat. Now, the Pats are 28th in sacks this year. They haven't trailed in a game in two months. They were trailing at the Jets on November 27th. That's the last time they trailed somebody. And you know they have the over-under this year is 58.5. The last four Super Bowls that featured a total of 50-plus points ended up going under the over-under. Will the streak continue? That's why some people say it could be a low-scoring game. I don't know. Time will tell on that front. And also, now, this is interesting. Completion percentage with no pressure and under pressure. Tom Brady, with pressure, with no pressure, is 74%, which is fourth best in the league. Matt Ryan, 75%, which is third. Now, under pressure, Brady's at 51% this year, which is 16th. And Ryan is 56%, which is third. Now, Falcons have a pretty mediocre pass-blocking offensive line. Average of one defender in the pocket each passing play, which was the worst of all the playoff teams this year. And then you have to worry about Brady on pass plays, third down and six yards and less. He is pretty unstoppable. Now, if it's third and long, he's converting less than a third of those those passes. I guess we shall see. A lot of things in the air, you know? Now, I thought this was interesting. You know how everybody's talking about how they want to see Goodell give Brady the Super Bowl trophy. And I do too. Even though as a Jet fan, I really... But I still kind of want to see that happen. But think about this. Super Bowl 15, Raiders beat the 
Eagles 27-10 at the Superdome. Now, back then, the teams practiced at the actual stadium of the Super Bowl. And there was a lot of contention between Davis and Al Davis and Pete Rozelle. And during that game, they painted on the 25-yard lines a football with Pete Rozelle's signature on it. And Gene Upshaw, who ended up becoming the president of the NFL Players Association, he he actually went, rubbed out the commissioner's name several times they had to repaint it, several times. And he said he wanted to see Roselle come to the locker room and he guaranteed when he walks in the locker room, he goes, he's going to get booed and, and, he, and Upshaw was going to lead that boo, the booing. How about that? Now, remember that Super Bowl, Rod Martin had three interceptions and today I was talking about Kenny King at that 80-yard touchdown catch and Bob Chandler was the name I couldn't remember. He's the guy who plo- posed in Playgirl. It was, it was driving me crazy. It was in my head, but I couldn't remember. I still, I, I, I think the Falcons are going to take it. That's, I'm still going with my pick. But how about that with Gene Upshaw? I mean, if you did that today, it, it would be all over the place. But back then, it didn't, got a, didn't get a lot of press. Now, then again, social media and everything now, nothing. I mean, anything that happens. Someone farts and uh, it's all over the place. Hey, McMahon back then was all over the place. Imagine Jim McMahon played now. They wouldn't leave him alone, alone ever. Ever. And back then, they were crazy. And the Raiders were crazy. I heard they partied the whole week. And the Eagles ran it like a... He actually... Oh, he, they, they did full contact practices. They they they. they it lead, led to Vermeil actually burning out from football. He didn't come back until the 90s with the Rams. I mean, he burned out. He burned out. Yeah. You should... Uh, that movie... I love the Mark Wahlberg movie. And I can't remember the name of it. But Vince Papale, if you, if you haven't seen it, it's a great, it is fantastic. It is a great movie about the Eagles. All right, now Jets brought in John Morden. Now John Morden worked under Norv Turner, John Gruden in Oakland, and Sean Payton. He worked with some great guys. Now, the Saints, the last two years, and he was with the Saints, John Morden, as the receivers coach, more yards and scored more touchdowns than any team in the NFL. Now, listen to this. The Jets have had two top 10 offenses in the last 23 years. 2015, last year with Fitz and Brandon Marshall, they finished 10th. And 99 with Testaverde and Curtis Martin, they finished 4th. How about that, huh? And Morden... Worked with the Niners under Harbaugh, and he was the de facto pass game coordinator for four years there. And I talked about today, he, he, he helped develop Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas had a monster year 92 catches, 1137, nine touchdowns, 12.4 yards per catch. Had the best, was the best rookie receiver in the NFL this year. You know what? Let's give him a shot. He hasn't worked with quarterbacks, but you know what? Let's give him a shot. Can't be any, Changeli sucked. It was a terrible year last year. Can't, can't get any worse than last year. 5-11, and 11, let's move up, right? And I, I love this. LaShawn McCoy says he's the number one running back ahead of Le'Veon Bell. No, not even close. And Ezekiel Elliott is 5 or 6. What about David Johnson from the Arizona Cardinals? Come on, folks. LaShawn McCoy, take it down a notch. You're good. You're good. But Le'Veon Bell is a beast. He didn't show it in the, he got hurt in the championship game. But overall, he had a hell of a year. And Ezekiel Elliott, come on, man. For a rookie? He he almost broke. He, he was on he was on the verge of breaking Eric Dickerson's rookie rushing record of eighteen hundred eight yards. Come on, that's a hell of a year. And Michael Vick retired. 
2001 number one pick at a Vatek, four-time Pro Bowler, 2010 NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Missed 21 months. He spent 21 months in prison for that dogfighting ring. I still remember the 2003 playoffs. Falcons got the win in Green Bay, 27-7. He's 22 years old. You think anything's possible. 143 games, over 22,000 yards, 133 touchdowns, 88 INTs, 61-51-1 as a pro, 80.4 quarterback rating. Six years with the Falcons, five with Philly, one with the Jets. I remember there was one game he came with the Jets, and he didn't know the playbook, and I just, that whole year was was a shit show with Ryan. I remember he came in, and I thought, okay, he'll sh-, and he just, and then he went to Pittsburgh, he played the Monday night game. Ugh, the last couple of years he didn't look good at all. I mean, you were hoping, but he, he had some, he had the magical year, 2010 in Philly, 21 touchdowns, six INTs, 676 rushing yards, and nine TTs on the ground. He said he's ready to move on to different things in his life. All right, he's at peace. That's what he said. I think he's going to have to be at peace. 6,109 yards rushing, most ever by a quarterback, 36 TDs on the ground, he had 1,039 yards rushing in 2006, which was a record for a quarterback in a season. He had 1,000 yards on the ground as a, as a quarterback. And I saw him do things. You know what? I remember him in college. He came in. He was he could flick with the wrist, throw it 80 yards. If he hadn't got in trouble, I, I don't know. I think anything would have been possible. You know, I really, I feel like this is a career, you know, like you think of like a, a Daryl Strawberry. I think about it, what, what could have been. Bo Jackson, what could have been. There's all these players that you said, oh, if they would have had a longer... Terrell Davis, he would have, if he would have had a longer career, if he hadn't got her. Gail Sayers. You just think about all these guys, if they would have, been, you know... Who's the guy that came back for the uh, Rangers? Had all the drug problems in his... Yeah, I can't. yeah I'm blanking on his name. He, had, he came back from North Carolina. I'll, I'll remember it. You just remember all these guys, and you're like, "Wow, what could have been?" And Vic was one of those guys. He was a hell, hell of, hell of an athlete. I, I love watching him play. I did. Hey, we all make mistakes. Came back from him. He, he played. A lot of people never forgave him, but hey, I have a dog. I forgive him. I really did. Got to move up, upward, and onward. Hmm. Michael Vic. All right, now D Rose is not probably playing tonight. Knicks are 22-29. and 29. They're hosting the 33-15 and 15 Cavs. Cavs have won eight in a row against the Knicks. 2-0 this year. In the eight wins, they've outscored the Knicks by an average of 14.9 points per game. That's a lot of points. A lot of points. Now, D-Rose, 17.9 points per game. His most since 2011-2012 season. That, he was an all-star that year. And Van Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy, he, he, he chimed in on the Carmelo uh, trade rumors. He said he'd be a great sixth man for the Clippers. And he wondered how he'll respond to having sat in the fourth quarter Wednesday night against the Nets. I, I don't know. I, it, that's going to be up in the air. I, 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 think it, I, I think it's going to be a blowout tonight. I really do. They're playing 8.30 home on TV. I think you get ugly tonight. But we shall see. We shall see. The night is young, right? Now, the Nets lost last night 106-97, 9-41 now. Pacers improved to 27-22. and But this is the thing. Hollis Jefferson off the bench last 10 games, 8.9 points per game, 50% from the field, and 6.1 rebounds. Well, Friday night, 20 minutes, 4 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. And also, they've been plus 20 with him on the court 
and negative 115 without him the last 10 games, going into the Indiana game. Well, he was negative 19. And also, the Nets have been averaging 24 three-pointers the last three games, making 22%. Well, they went uh, 11 for 28, which a little higher percentage, but not shooting as many as they used to attempt. They were averaging over 32 a game. And Ian Eagle thinks a Brooke Lopez trade, they'll ask for a lottery pick this year and a first-round pick next year. And the only players off limit he thinks on the team are Isaiah Whitehead, Karis LeVert, and Jeremy Lin. Yeah, I guess, you know, with the team they have right now, anything is possible. You know, there's not too many guys that are keepers. I think they should keep all the Rondis, Rondé, Hollis Jefferson, I think they should keep. And Sean Kilpatrick, I think they should keep. Keep the young guys. I don't mind getting rid of some of the older guys. But they, they, they have a lot of work to do. And Bojan Bogdanovich last night missed his first game of the season. Played every game before Friday last night's game against the Pacers. A lot of upsets today. Big 12. Kansas lost at home to Iowa State 92-89 in overtime. Breaks their 51-game home winning streak at Fog. Is it, what is it, isn't it called? At Fog Arena? Wow, think about that. 51 in a row. That is a lot. That's a lot. I'm sorry, Allen Field. I, I said Fog Field. At Allen Fieldhouse. I apologize, Kansas fans. I apologize. Frank Mason III missed a shot at the end of regulation. He had 32, five assists for Kansas. And Deontay Burden had 29 eight rebounds for Iowa State. Kansas fell to 20 and 3, 8 and 2 in the. Big 12, Iowa State improved to 14 and 8, 6 and 4. And then Baylor could have, you know, picked up some ground. Nope, they lost 56 54 to Kansas State at home. They fell to 20 and 3, 7 and 3 in the Big 12. Kansas State improved to 16 and 7, 5 and 5 in the, in the Big 12. Thomas Stokes had 15 for K State. And Jonathan Motley, 17 points, 14 rebounds for Baylor. Baylor's second straight loss. Come on, guys. Come on, Baylor. Get it back. And the Cuse beat number 9, UVA at home. 66-62. Andrew White the third at 23 for Syracuse. Kyle Guy had 14 for UVA. Syracuse 15-9, 7-4, fighting for a tourney bid. They're going to have to get some more wins down the stretch. UVA 17-5, 7-3. They were number nine in the nation. How about that? And then number 23, Purdue, won at number 17, Maryland. Knocked Maryland out of first in the Big Ten. Wisconsin is now in first. Wisconsin is going to play at home against Indiana on Sunday. Maryland fell to 20-3, 8-2. Mello Trimble had 22 for Maryland, but 4 for 15 from the field, 4, 14 for 15 from the free throw line. Caleb Swanigan at 26 for Purdue. Purdue's now 19-5, 8-3. As I said, Maryland 20-3, 8-2 in the Big Ten. That is Purdue's best Big Ten conference starts since 2010-2011. And this is four days after Purdue blew out number 25 Northwestern at home. Go Boilermakers. Now, listen to this for the Bears. They're going to go after Garoppolo. I mean, I think every, you know, that's what they said. CBS reported on Thursday, but I, that's not even the thing. NFLPA told all free agents not to sign with the Bears if Illinois passes a bill to stop worker comp, workers' comp for athletes after age 35. This is per 670, the score in Chicago. How about that? No workers' comp. Free agents, find somewhere else. 
Could it hurt them? I don't know. I mean, NFL Players Association, you know, CYA. CYA everybody. You know, you got to do what you got to do, right? We shall see. And FDU today, home in Hackensack, playing Wagner, tied 23 at the half. They lose 68-59 to Wagner. Third straight loss for the Knights. They're 10-13, and 8-4 in the conference. Wagner improved. Proved to eleven and eleven, seven and five in the NEC. Now this, this they're going to play Central Connecticut State on Thursday, who will beat number one Mount St. Mary's at at Mount St. Mary's fifty four fifty two to improve to five and eighteen, three and nine in the conference. And FDU not a good day nineteen to sixteen shooting thirty two percent and five for eighteen from threes. 28% there. Stefan Jiggets led the team with thirteen, but three for sixteen from the field. And Darren Anderson and Earl Potts Jr. had 10 points each. Not good. And it's funny. Anderson went the line. Second half, they could have cut it to a two-possession game, and he missed both free throws. He was an 83% shooter, missed both. And I was like, yeah, so weird movie today. Passengers with Chris Pratt and the girl from Joy and the Hunger Games. You know what? Yeah, it was okay. It was just okay. I, I should have watched Bad Grandpa. I think I would have enjoyed that more. Grim, though, Grim was good this week. Very good. And that show, Powerless, kind of cute. I had to watch it with commercials, which made it drag a little bit, but we shall see. FDU. Come on, man. That's that's a night's third straight loss. Got to get, you know, they they were 8 and 1. Now, LIU Brooklyn was winning. They win, they're going to be tied with. With with the Knights. Gotta get gotta get it going, man. Now, listen to this. The Six Nations Championship. It's the biggest event in European rugby. It starts Saturday, starts today and goes through March eighteenth, dates back to eighteen eighty three. Now, this is the first time they're ever gonna call reckless contact with head of opponent, intentional or not, minimum is the yellow card, ten minutes suspension from the match, and then a red card would mean you're you're off you're off the field. Now, only three players have been sent off the last 10 Six Nation tournament matches, one every 50 matches. Also, accidental contact can incur a penalty. Hey, you know what? Everybody's getting crazy about the head. And the NHL is close to finalizing two regular season games in Sweden and two preseason games in China next year. Hey, you know what? Why not, right? Let's, let's, let's go crazy. Let's go nuts. I feel like I'm singing a Prince song. Now, Ryan has, Matt Ryan, not eight straight games, opening drive of the game touchdown. I'd love him to start off strong. The Pats don't have only given up 17 plays of 30 yards or more this season. They might have to work their way down the field. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's going to be hard to stop the Falcons' offense. I know you kind of say, oh, well, you know, first time there. Well, in the last 11 years, the Pats have won one Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl they won was because Marshawn Lynch didn't get the ball. And instead, Malcolm Butler made the interception of his life, changed. I mean, he was a, you know what? It ends up that Malcolm Butler turned out to be a hell of a player. And you got to give him props for that. But I would love to see the Falcons win. But I kind of want to see Goodell give that trophy to Brady in a way. I'm excited. We're under 24 hours until game time. Exciting, exciting times. Exciting. All right, 
trivia question from last podcast. Longest pass play in Super Bowl history. 85 yards. Jack, Delo- Jack, Jack Delome. Jack Delome to Moosin Muhammad. Moose. Jake Delome. I'm sorry, Jake Delome to Moosin Muhammad. I remember that. 32-29, they lost that one. Lost on the last second field goal. To Vinatieri makes it. Twice he's made game-winning kicks for the Pats he made. I still, I'll tell you, when I think of Vinatieri, I think of that kick he made in the in the Oakland game, which uh, they stripped the ball, you know, and I'm thinking, blanking the name what they called that game, but you remember that game. And he kicked that field goal into the snow. Still remember that kick. It was one of the greatest kicks I ever saw in my life. Okay, trivia question tonight. Last Major League team to win back-to-back World Series. Last Major League team to win back-to-back World Series. All right, folks, I am out of here. I will talk to you after the Super Bowl. Let's go. I just want a great game. That's all I want. Have a good night. Peace out. Talk to you soon.